0: DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Congratulate you, Hall of Famers! So honored to be in the presence of radio Radio. royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club.
1: This is a big deal. deal. I think that y'all
2: have a certain amount of respect for you know what everybody else does, and y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs.
3: Probably the greatest. All drill, y'all.
4: USA! Hey, fam!
5: All right. What up? It's Thursday! Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday. Feels it like a Friday. Does it? Well, it does a little bit. Yeah, it does, because I'm, I'm heading out to Detroit today after the show. Uh, my car show is two days away in Detroit. I'm super-duper excited. I got the kids' costumes, and when you bring the kids with you traveling everywhere, you got to make sure you, you have everything, extra clothes, extra everything, so... I had to make sure I packed their costumes and everything, so I'm super-duper excited. Of course, my car show's at the the TCF Center in Detroit. Celebrity cars, exotic cars. There's going to be Halloween candy for the kids. Best costumes. uh, There's carnival rides, uh, carnival games, amusement rides. There's so much going on, man. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm bringing the, um, I call them the jump rope people. They'll teach people how to jump rope. Double Dutch aerobics. Double Dutch -dutch (laughs) aerobics. It's going to be a lot going on. I'm super-duper excited, and that goes down on Saturday.
4: All right, double dutch aerobics.
5: Now, Yee's heading out to Chicago because uh, during the pandemic, the Breakfast Club was uh, nominated to be in the Radio Hall of Fame. We were actually inducted. Uh, uh, yeah, inducted. we were
4: actually inducted into it. the Radio Hall of inducted Fame last year. and You
5: mean Radio nominated? So we in the ceremony. Uh, we couldn't have it, of course, last year because of the pandemic. So it was actually tonight.
4: Yes. So I'll be going to Chicago for the Radio Hall of Fame. Um, Angie Martinez is going. Uh, Sway. There were a lot of people that got inducted last year. So while it is the 2021 Radio Hall of Fame, they are giving us an opportunity to come this year to celebrate. My
3: man Donnie Simpson, last year was all the black inductions. That's just, is what it is. Yeah, it was uh, Donnie, it was Sway. They were like, we're doing it
4: online. Andrew That's right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Y'all don't got to be here in person. Yeah, so yeah. you're
5: going there tonight.
3: I next. would like to be there, but um, I got a TV show, The
5: Tape. Yeah, I got a. This car show is uh, taking everything out of me, so mm-hmm. I can't. I, I talked to, to Angie
4: yesterday. She was like, How come we're the ones that have to do everything? Mm-hmm.
3: Y'all, not the ones that have to do everything. <laughs> she Just... was
4: like, Why do we? She was like, I thought everybody was going.
3: No, I tape on Thursdays. I take my late night talk show, The God's Honest Truth. It comes on every Friday night at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central, so I'll be taping today. I mean, I got businesses to run. hmm.
4: Uh, uh, me too. <laughs> bees like that.
3: Bees like that sometimes, so you representing mm-hmm. the fam, so. But, but, but speaking of businesses, Big businesses in the building this morning. That's right.
5: Ava DuVernay
3: will Drop be joining us this morning Queen Ava DuVernay, she of be here. The uh, of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit Colin Kaepernick TV show, what's it called? in Black and White, Black and Black and White. White pre- premieres tomorrow night on a little bit Tonight tonight at midnight of yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep. right. and little bit of a and bit of a little bit of
4: Yes, we do, and I left everything outside, so I'll let you know in a minute.
5: Okay, all right, well, we'll get this together. Uh, this show is great, you know? All right, here we go. Radio,
4: Radio Hall of Fame. That's right, Radio Hall <laughs> of Fame. That's <laughs> how
3: we got here, by winging it.
4: All right, Breakfast Club,
5: good morning. Morning, everybody, it's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get into front page news. Now, the World Series is now tied, all right? The Astros won last night 7-2, to all right? They play tomorrow at eight oh nine, so... Good luck to both of those teams. Now, what else we got, Yeezy?
4: Well, let's talk about marches. You know, you can march for anything, right? And you can also be an ally. Well, a large group of people gathered in Los Angeles to uh, celebrate something small. They wanted to end the shame associated with having a small penis.
3: That's right. Drop on a clues, bonds for them. Respect them. It was okay. called the
4: Small Dong March. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So they urged for men to show up and live your truth. They said, this is real. We need you there. Some people are embarrassed to show up. If you have a small dong, the truth will come out. So own that truth. And they had a huge sign in the front end, small dong shame. What's I mean, you I, mean going?
3: I mean, I mean this respectfully, guys, there's bigger issues in the world. Okay. There's bigger things that y'all could be marching for. All right. Nobody cares. So you know, Whether you got a bigger penis or not, it's not going to make the world a better place. might make your personal life a better place, but the world, no. So you're not going? No, I don't need to be there.
4: Well, they need allies, so you can Whatever. either go or just be an you know, ally. That's and sad, you can though. see some of the signs they had, you know, a small dong, big heart, in solidarity with shrimp, D's.
3: That proves that we live in an era that, you know, no matter what you on, there's going to be somebody there to support you. That's what social media has done. You can find your tribe. <laughs> I guarantee you, all these people met on some online site somewhere.
4: All right, now Tropicana has announced a orange juice friendly toothpaste, something you never knew you needed. So, you know how you drink some orange juice and then you brush your teeth right after? Or, and it you br- or yeah. vice versa. You mm-hmm. brush your teeth and then you try to drink some orange juice and it's disgusting mm-hmm. for quite some time. Well, now they've announced on social media toothpaste that doesn't ruin OJ, and that drops November 1st. Did you ever know you needed that? They said nearly eighty percent of people agree that toothpaste ruins the taste of orange juice.
3: Yeah, but that's why you don't brush before you drink um, um before you drink your orange juice. Ar- when I'm at home in the morning I eat my breakfast first before I brush my teeth.
4: Really? I have to yes. brush my teeth as soon as no, I get up. I brush up. my teeth first. First thing, thing I morning. do is go in no. the bathroom then I uh, brush my teeth right after.
3: Not that. if I know I'm about to have breakfast. If I know I'm about to have when I wake up in the morning at, and i know I'm about to have breakfast, I'm gonna eat breakfast first. Mm
4: mm. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I don't feel right if I eat and I haven't brushed my teeth. All right. Now, New Orleans has dropped their mask mandate as coronavirus numbers are falling. So it's looking like next year they may be able to have Mardi Gras for the first time in the past couple of years. So uh, they had uh, some crowds gathered in the streets for the first large parade on Saturday. And that's the first large uh, parade since Mardi Gras of 2020. So they're saying it it looks like it is going to happen Uh, Next year, that's good. Mm -hmm. I'm
5: sure Essence will be back there too. Yeah,
4: Uh, Essence is planning to come back uh, next year. And in California, uh, California virus cases have stopped falling. So the governor uh, Gavin Newsom in California is urging people to use caution still. He actually got his coronavirus vaccine booster shot, and let people uh, film that as well.
3: Which number? Who's that? Is that three or four?
4: With his his first his third one. His his, third one. Okay. His first booster shot. So, What's the fourth
3: going to be called? Booster Plus?
4: Well, they're saying right now that's not approved, but they're saying it could be something for people whose immune systems are compromised. All right. And the FDA has set a stronger safety warning for breast implants. They want some stronger warnings for people, right? Uh, So now there's a new requirement that people get detailed information about their potential risks and potential complications before you get them. So they want to make sure that people know that when you get these, it's not something that lasts forever, that you do have to update them. So when you get breast implants, you have to continue to make sure that you go to the doctor. It's not a lifelong thing. Um... And, yes. It's
3: said every 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: All right. So doctors have to sign this document. They have to confirm that the recipient was given an opportunity to review the document before surgery. And if you don't comply, you could face fines and other penalties from regulators. And these rules are going to start to take effect in 30 days. You have to let people know that often you have to have repeat surgeries. And, again, that there's possible side effects like scarring, pain, rupture, and even a rare form of cancer that can happen from breast implants. And that is your front page news.
5: All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast
0: Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> this is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, Who's this? Hey, what's up, 44 Trail, What's going on,
5: What's up, my G? Get it off your chest. Yeah,
2: just real quick, Charlamagne pulled me out the water with that one. Waking up in the morning and just chucking some breakfast down. That that's crazy for a man who doesn't
0: fart in his own
3: clothes. I don't, I don't fart know. I definitely I definitely don't fart in my own clothes. But when I'm home on the weekend, <laughs> when I'm home on the weekend and I wake up on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, when I wake up, breakfast is, you know, usually already done. So yes, I go right downstairs and eat.
0: Yeah, it does sound crazy because the bacteria you just swallowing down there, that
4: plaque with the teeth, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, I just, listen, honestly, I do not feel right. Even if I get up to go to the bathroom and I'm going right back in bed, I still get up and brush my teeth. I, I, but it's a habit. ASAP. Mm-hmm.
3: Hold on, you get up in the ASAP. middle of the night that's to use the bathroom real, and brush your teeth? No, in the, the morning, if I wake up Uh-oh. on the
4: weekend and it's like 7 a.m. and I'm going to get back in bed, I'll brush my teeth. Oh, I and also,
3: too, after you, if, if even if you do brush your teeth first thing in the morning... You're probably gonna drink some water or something before you drink some orange juice. All liquid the horrible after brushing, but...
4: Not not water, gotta, not water. Water's water, water fine. Y'all,
3: no, not exactly.
4: <laughs> All right, put, put that out there, Mike. Okay, All right, I'm with you. Peace.
3: Peace.
4: Hello, who's this?
2: This is Tyron. Tyron, what up? Get it off your chest. Uh, first off, I just wanna say shout out to Charlotte Lane. Shout Peace, out to King. Reed. And the biggest shout out to DJ Envy. Um, About five, six years ago, you uh, you had a show, a car show at the Highlight Stadium. I think that's what it was called. And I'm a, a performer, and you got me to perform at your uh car show. And after that, I've been getting gigs, getting, getting booked, my bread right. And I want to give you a big thank you for that. Oh,
5: okay. All right. Well, yeah. Well, thank you, man. Pull up in Detroit if you're around Detroit. I mean, we ain't going to have no performances this year. But come on out, man. We're going to have a, a, a great time in Detroit, man. My 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 car show this weekend, man.
2: Can I shout out my Instagram? So if anybody wants to see my performances, go ahead, bro. Inkroyalty, ink dot royalty on Instagram. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a blessed day. Peace, you, King. Bro. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is H Class. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Listen, there's a lot of, there's a lot of females um, out there that, that wanna 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 hide what they're doing. You know, I, I, I stepped out on, on, on my wifey. Uh-oh. I told her. Well, she actually went through my phone,
4: Uh-oh.
2: and so that I, I came clean with her. I told her the honest truth. This is like a year and a half ago. When
4: I've been straight up
2: honest with her, we have a daughter together, and um, I've been straight honest with her ever since. Haven't did nothing bed with nobody or nothing. But I moved out, and so um, I'm talking to her because I see her funny face. Like, you know, I come to my daughter. She hide her phone. so you know, she put silent and all this other crazy stuff. So I'm like, yo, yo, you with my, life? like, just tell me, you know, because I'm still, I'm still trying to put our family back together. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so that my daughter has her mother and her father together, because I know what it was growing up without my father, and I don't want that for my daughter. And so I'm still trying to work hard to put it back together. And so she being sneaky, put her silent, and then... Together, like we go out to the restaurant. She got a phone on and she'll go and check in and do all this other stuff. And then she got caught up in her lies, like two days ago. And um, I felt it in my heart anyway that she was with somebody, but she would never, she would never tell me the truth because she knew that I'm done with her. Bro, and, so
5: so you cheated on her, and now you mad because uh, she cheating on you? No,
2: no, no, no. I'm not mad. I just want her to be honest because. I was honest with her. No, like, she caught if you, you. If you. You wasn't honest. You said she went through your phone and caught you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then I told her everything that was going on. It wasn't it wasn't a situation of where I stepped out on her and um I kept doing it or something like that. It was a one time thing. And then I told her about everything.
3: Let me ask you a question, King. I mean I know that you know you gotta trust your heart and you gotta trust your gut, but could it possibly be just your guilty conscience? And she may not be doing anything at all, but you just think she Uh, is because you feel guilty.
2: No, she absolutely is, and she—that was a confirmation of it when, um, when I asked her, um, like, like I'm gonna tell you this, like, my daughter goes to school this morning, right? So she dropped off in the morning, and so she told me she had to go pick up all this coffee because she had a flat tire, and they was gonna call her. And let her know when the time was ready, so she can put it back on the car. So I called her. I was like, "Yo, what's going on today?" She was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm running errands and doing this and that." I was like, "All right, I got to up uh, I was like, "All right, you need to open." She was like, "Nah." I was oh, like, All oh, right,
5: so oh, oh, hold on, brother. Like, hold on, brother. Hold on, brother. Hold on a second, brother. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot right now. All right, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We can help that brother off the line, man. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. I'm
2: telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm
0: telling. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800 585 1051 We want to hear from you on the <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Patrick Peters. How are you doing this book? What's up, bro? Get off your chest. Hey, I want to give a big shout-out to Yo Leisure, because these guys have been giving out free games every consistent week on the internet, and not too many people talking. And I also give A couple
3: times out a week. Ian Dunlap. That man is the GOAT. I saw he Ian yesterday. Mm-hmm. Information. He does
2: not miss on this information because he knows what he's talking about. And I really want to give his information to all my
0: brothers, because...
2: We are the ones that's going to make a difference
3: in this world. And the
2: only way only we're going to make a difference is if we go out there
3: and start grinding and listening to er, er, Earn Your Leisure, Ian Dunlap. And don't forget the Wall Street Trapper now. Salute to the Wall Street Trapper. Absolutely. Shout out to them. I just spoke to them, actually, like,
5: maybe 20 minutes ago. They're actually on their way to Nigeria, EYL and, yeah, and they're going brothers. Out the Yeah,
3: they're going out I to just, Nigeria. I uh, just
5: spoke to them. So, uh, Western Brothers, uh, best of luck out in uh, Nigeria, and I think they're heading to Egypt after. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, it's Stevie Steve. Stevie Steve, what up, get it off your chest, bro. Uh, Not much, man, how y'all doing? Good, good, Bless good. Bless black
3: and highly favored, how you doing, King? Uh, nothing, man, I'm, I'm doing good. I mean, uh, my birthday coming up this weekend, I'm gonna give myself a birthday shout out.
4: Okay. Go ahead, brother.
3: Yeah, so I'm uh, turning 31, no, oh <laughs> shit, ain't doing too much. <laughs> how old you said? 31? 31. Yeah. That's young as hell, bro. Especially when yeah. I'm 43, that's young. You you got a uh, lot more good, to go. I ain't doing too much. Nah, I was still mixy at 31. I'm chilling, man. So
4: you just chilling this weekend?
3: No, nah, I'm, like, I'm trying to go skating for real for real. Trying to do some old okay. stuff like I did when I was young. That's
0: skating. cool. I'm when with you, that. Where you from? I'm from Delaware. I called a couple weeks ago. I was trying to get on your um, Masters of uh, Comedy. Oh, you okay. comedian? Yeah, remember, I, I gave my uh, my yep. comedy page. I wanted y'all to uh, check me out.
4: Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. All right, well, happy birthday. Have fun skating.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody in Delaware or Maryland area... I got a comedy show in Bridgeville, Delaware, next Saturday on November 6th.
4: Give out your name again.
0: It's Stevie Steve Comedy.
3: Okay. Right. Uh, Instagram. I
4: remember. Okay,
3: got All right, you. brother. Yeah, I'm still waiting on you,
5: Yee.
6: Okay. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Stephanie.
5: Hey, Stephanie, get it off your chest.
6: I just want to say that even though I'm going to a breakup, I'm still blessed. So I just want to tell people to keep their head up, even if bad day only lasts 24 hours. And also I wanna to say to Charlemagne that his books are helping me a lot.
3: Great. So oh, thank it. you. Thank and you very much.
6: Charlemagne, I would really, really love if you follow me on Instagram. I love you so much. It will mean a lot to me.
3: I got you. What's your Instagram? Tefi. Yeah, and I'm gonna put you on hold I'm gonna put you on hold and get your address. I'm gonna send you something. I'm gonna send you um Doctor Rita Walker, the unapologetic guy, the black. Mental health. And I'm going to send oh, you... uh thank you so much.
6: Yeah, I'm
3: going to send you Resma Menek in my grandmother's hands, too, because those books really helped me, so. Oh,
6: thank you so much, honey, man. I really,
3: really appreciate it. Yeah, hold on. I got you. Hold on.
5: Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way, you?
4: Yes, and Jada Pinkett Smith, she was on Red Table Talk, and she was discussing the difficulty of maintaining a healthy sex life with her husband, Will Smith.
5: Why they be misconstruing people's words? Yeah, let's talk about that. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club.
4: Well, T.I. and Tiny were on Instagram and they were showing the development that they're building in Bankhead. Here's what T.I. had to say.
3: Checking on my development here on Bankhead, man. You know what I'm saying? It's right here used to be the old Kmart Giant Food. Now we got uh, affordable housing. 143 units going up. Mixed-use community. Uh, We're about 40% done, man. We're supposed to be done sometime next year. Since everybody's so much from here, let's see what, what you done did for here. You did. I ain't finna do no whole bunch of jawjacking. I'ma show mine. But, you know, this is our first project that's developers. We're proud of it. I'm gonna clue bonds for tipping Tiny, man. Shout shout out to T.I. He had that property for a minute too, so I'm glad to see them uh, developing that. Right, it's gonna
4: be 143 units, a community center, a greenhouse, a garden. And Mm -hmm. Tiny also posted, God just keeps blessing us to bless others. T.I., you the man. I love to say our big project is coming along. Yeah, Mm
5: -hmm. we spoke about that I think like four years ago when I seen T.I. The the thing with those development projects, you gotta have everything correct because Mm -hmm. you actually have people living there, so you gotta make sure the permits are right, you have enough parking. Everything you have to make sure is is flawless. So shout out to T.I.'s. A lot of work.
4: All right. Now, Jada Pinkett Smith was on her Red Table Talk. Gwyneth Paltrow was the guest. And they were talking about being able to communicate during uh, sex and maintaining a healthy sex life. It it's really, hard. I'm I sure. Mean, the thing that Will and I talk about a lot is the journey. I mean, we started in this at a very young age. Mm-hmm. You know, 22 years old. That's mm-hmm. why the accountability part really hit for me yeah. because I think yeah. you expect your partner to know, especially when it comes to sex. Right. It's like, well, if you love me, you should know. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you love me, you should be able to read, my mind. read my mind. Yeah. You should no, read my You know what I mean? That's a huge pitfall. That's pit a ball. huge pip. Yes.
3: Boy, the blogs ran with that clickbait headline yesterday, didn't they?
4: Well, there's a lot of different headlines, and Jada went on Twitter and said, Only because I got time today. Stop making up headlines. Watch the Red Table Talk I did with Gwyneth Poucho for yourselves. Will and I have never had an issue in the bedroom. Thank you. Yeah, I
3: listened to that yesterday. I didn't hear what that headline said. I comprehended it like she was saying. Just because you've been with a person so long, don't expect them to be a mind reader. She said having expectations that your partner is a mind reader is a pitfall in a relationship. Don't expect people to read your mind, which is a fact.
4: Well, here's what else she had to say.
7: Isn't it weird
1: though? It's like someone doesn't read your mind and we feel crushed. Crushed. Where do we
4: get that from?
1: I I don't know, because I don't feel like that at
4: all. I guess, or maybe I've just grown out of it. Because I've grown out of it too. Yeah. Tell me what you need, tell me what you want. And on top of it, I know that I have to be accountable to do the same. And do you? I really try. Yeah, yeah. It's uncomfortable, but it's, deeply healthy right. and I think around sex because it's something that we don't talk about a lot and there's so much fantasy around mm-hmm. it right
3: so where did you get that headline with her and will what out of that conversation I don't
4: know that they had difficulty in the bedroom yeah. or something. let me see what was the actual headline the headline was uh, Jada Pickett Smith speaks on difficulties of maintaining healthy sex life with Will Smith
3: where did you get that from <laughs> Off that conversation. Like, I got, Jesus I know I'm a Pinkett Smith Winfrey Nose Carter, and I may be biased, but damn.
4: All right. NBA Youngboy is going to be staying on 24-hour lockdown, and he cannot have overnight guests at his house in Utah while he's out on bond. So he can't have more than three visitors in his home at a time. All visitors must be approved by a judge, and he'll be subject to electronic location monitoring. He posted a $500,000 bond. And uh, he cannot break any laws, obviously, while out on bond. He has to cooperate in the collection of a DNA sample, appear in court as required, surrender if convicted to serve any sentence that the court may impose, no firearms or weapons, avoid all contact with any victims or witnesses in the investigation. He can't get a passport or other international travel document. A lot of different things. And he also has to maintain or actively seek employment. So we don't know when his trial will be, but uh, we'll let you guys know. If
3: y'all want NBA Youngboy to be a play in Squid Game, just say that. Mm. Lord have mercy. That sounds like a high degree of difficulty.
4: And sending some love to Benny the Butcher, I saw that uh, they had posted a picture of him in the hospital. He was supposed to be performing at St. Andrews in Detroit, but they did have to postpone that, and they posted the picture of him. So you know he really was in the hospital, but it was for an asthma-related issue. So he does have asthma and that's why he's been taking all these extra precautions with COVID and everything. But yeah, so hopefully hopefully he's feeling better.
3: Salute to the butcher, man. Sending you healing energy, King.
4: All right, that is your rumor report.
5: All right. Thank you, Miss Now we got front page news coming up.
4: Yes, and a man in a lawsuit. He said he was fired from a hospital system because he is a white man. He just got a ten million dollar verdict.
5: All right. And also Ava DuVernay will be joining us next hour. So
0: don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
4: Novartis created the More Than Just Words initiative to raise awareness about racial disparities in breast cancer care. To learn more about what More Than Just Words hopes to accomplish and hear a talk with Grammy-nominated R&B artist Jasmine Sullivan, visit morethanjustwords.us.
5: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front-page news. World Series Game 2, the Astros tied it up. They beat the Braves last night 7-2. Now what else we got, Yeezy?
4: Well, the median U.S. home price has just passed $400,000 for the first time ever, according to data. So right now the median home price has hit $404,700, jumping nearly 20% since the third quarter of 2020 when it was 358000 So they said the market has been crazy lately, it a has, lack of inventory, high demand. Yeah. That's why there is a rise in home prices. It
5: is crazy out there. I mean, the house market is crazy. The interest rates are still low, though. They're the lowest that, that we've ever seen. Uh, so you they're, they're giving loans like crazy, but just make sure you can afford it. A lot of these houses are going for overpriced, which is surprising to me, boy, because these houses, and they just keep going up, keep going up, keep going up.
4: Yeah, and also the price of everything has been going up, right? True. With this uh, shortage of ev- So, if you're trying to do some construction, it's a tough time.
5: Supplies are expensive. I mean, nuts, bolts, lumber. Trust uh, me,
4: I had to do my coffee shop. Everything was about 30% more expensive. Absolutely.
5: Than it furniture, is. If, if you want to buy furniture, that's up. If you're trying to buy a car, every, everything is about right. clothes. Anything is, is going up in price.
4: All right, now a jury has awarded $10 million to a former executive. He said he was fired because he is a white man. And this is in North Carolina, David Duval of Michigan. He sued Novant Health. He said he was fired as senior vice president of marketing and communications the previous year without cause as part of an intentional campaign to promote diversity in its management ranks and that he was fired due to his sex and gender. Now, Novant Health says they are denying those allegations. They said that he was fired for a deficient performance and the delegation of critical duties to his subordinates. They said we are extremely disappoint- disappointed in the verdict as we believe it is not supported by the evidence presented at trial. And so they will pursue all legal options, including an appeal. He said he was fired shortly before his fifth anniversary at the company and was replaced by a black woman and a white woman.
3: Yeah. How do you even prove that, though? I mean, because. Truth be told, that might be the case, but how do you even prove that's the case? Like, how do you prove you got fired because, you know, you were white in the mail and the company wanted to diversify?
4: Right, because if he really was doing a bad job, there's got to be some type of internal emails showing that he was deficient. And But the verdict did say in the jury that um, race and sex was a motivating factor in the termination, so that's why they uh, by gave way, him that termination. I'm so sure much. it
3: was over the past year. A lot of these companies wanted to diversify, as they should have. <laughs> you know. But I'm just saying, how do you prove that? Mm-hmm. I
4: don't know. But I think um, that's why it's really important to try to get as much as possible on email. Right? That's why whenever you. No company's
3: ever putting that in an email. No, no,
4: no, not that. I'm saying if you work. If you. If if you're. No, No, guys. Listen to what I'm saying. If you have an employee that's not doing a good job, you have to send emails you know, throughout, so that later on, if they try to come back and sue you for something, you can say, well, here's the emails where I emailed you and told you this Here's oh, what yeah. as, as proof. And then if you're an employee and you have issues with your employer, it is important that you email your employer so that later on, in case something happens, you have that.
3: Trust me. That's what I mean. Like those, those, those eyes were dotted and those mm-hmm. T's were crossed on behalf of the corporation because they knew that they had to get dude out of there for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and they knew that was going to be the reasoning that it was going to be poor performance. I'm sure that they got it buttoned up but I just want to know how he could think he could prove that they got rid of him because he's white.
4: Well somehow he did and Mm. somehow got $10 million. Yeah. All right. now this was uh, very interesting to watch. Charlie Kirk he's the founder of the conservative student group Turning Point USA and he was having his own um, taking questions. This was in Idaho in Nampa, Idaho and one of his uh, I guess supporters wanted to ask about this.
0: We're living under a corporate and medical fascism. This is tyranny.
4: When do we get to
0: use the guns? No, and, I, and, I, and I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm not saying it like that. I mean, literally, where's the line? How many elections are they gonna steal before we kill these people? So,
2: no, I'm gonna denounce that. and tell you why. Because you're playing into all their plans. What I'm saying is that we have a very fragile balance right now at our current time where we must exhaust every single peaceful mean possible.
4: Even Charlie Kirk thought that was too far to use the guns and kill people. But that's,
3: that's what happens when you don't throw the book at the people who uh, attempted a coup of this country on January 6th, because when they think that they can get away with something like that, the next one is going to be even worse. That's why you have to prosecute everybody said, involved to the fullest extent of the law. He said, look where do at we the get thinking the guns. and then look,
4: what was interesting was that he said it was wrong because you're playing into what they um, expect you to play into. Not because it's wrong, because you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So That's wow.
3: No, it's not. Anybody that's been paying attention, y'all should see that's where it's going. And guess what? The other side ain't built for that at all. The other side ain't even thinking about it. That's why you have to toughen up Democrats, Okay, Biden administration, Supreme Court, all of these people, and you have to throw the book at the people who attempted to coup this country on January 6th. You have to prosecute them. Everybody, the, the politicians that were involved, the people that were involved, everyone. You got to make a real example out of them. You know, people get killed for attempted coups in other countries, straight up execution. execution well, well, people get killed for burning flags in other countries, sir. Like, come on. You have to real. I'm telling you, if you don't prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law, the next one is going to be even worse.
4: All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I mean, I'm front page news.
3: Sorry. Goodness
5: gracious. All right. All right. All right. Now, when we come back, Ava DuVernay will be joining us. We're going to kick it with Ava DuVernay. She has a, a new series on Netflix called Colin Black and White. We'll talk to about it all when we come back, so don't move us to Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club.
5: J. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building.
3: Absolutely.
1: Ava DuVernay. Welcome back. Thank um, you. Always happy to be here.
3: And she came in immediately and started directing. Telling no, her we need to have, she, have yeah, cameras. Telling Nick what side he needs to be on. That's right.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to help.
3: I love it. Is, 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 is that something you do everywhere you go? Like you just?
1: It, it's unfortunate. It's my job. Yeah. I was at a concert. Adele concert. Adele has the special mm-hmm. that's going to be on TV soon. And I was at the concert and I was like, all of sitting there was like these cameras are in the wrong position <laughs> i thought what the hell is wrong with me yes yeah, so. i mean
3: it's a gift though but does it ever like get in the way can you ever just enjoy yeah
1: absolutely okay, okay, okay. after i determined where the camera should be <laughs> then i was able to relax <laughs> and then when you watch
4: a movie i'm sure you're like i would have shot this differently you know
1: i don't do it with movies okay because yeah you can enjoy it i can
4: enjoy the movies yeah because i love them i love movies <laughs> well, so
1: much
3: well i told you before you look as regal as ever
1: oh that's kind
3: Thank H- you. how are you feeling
1: i'm feeling good mm-hmm. Feel like I'm moving into a new territory mentally.
3: Oh, I love to hear really? that. Mm-hmm. Tell us more.
1: i have just been t- I've just been busy, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to be able to like clear things off my plate and embrace doing less.
3: Was it the pandemic? Was it uh, God making us all be still? That kind no, of No, during the pan-
1: pandemic, I think I reacted by making myself very busy. But how did you, how did you work during the pandemic?
5: Because they shut everything down, I know, no, definitely in LA.
1: I wasn't shooting, but I was writing and pitching and selling. And so right. I sold eight shows. Then I had to mm. make those shows this year.
5: So you were working, working.
1: I was really, really working. Seven years?
4: Music- oh, wow. So I clarity- filled up the
1: time where I could have just been silent and still, but I
4: didn't. So you did your first unscripted show. I did. Home, sweet home. I did.
1: That was so hard.
4: It was kind of like because the description of it when I first was sung I was like this is interesting because I used to love Wife Swap
1: Yeah But this was a little It was like a positive Wife Swap Yeah It was a positive The whole family went and it wasn't based on conflict It's more about curiosity mm-hmm. Like there's no bratty teenager who's throwing shoes and like I don't want to go <laughs> Everybody wants to go Mm-hmm. Right. And so they want to go exchange and explore. And so that was the idea. I like it. It's a really, really sweet show. But... And
4: then the DC comics, the DC comics. I have two of them I'm working on. Right. So now Charlemagne's is going to start watching DC.
3: I will watch. Are you a Marvel? No, I'm a Marvel person. Are you really? Very, very hardcore Should... Marvel.
1: When did this happen and how did Forever, I not know Forever, for life.
3: I got this nasty oh, Wolverine say, tattoo on my He said full arm.
1: life and really? showed You're a tattoo. tattoo. <laughs> I've had this for
3: years. This is Wolverine. This is a Marvel character. I had this since I was like 17. Like, I'm a huge,
1: is that right? huge
3: Marvel person. Wow, and you know what's aware. so interesting? I always loved Wolverine, and I realized when I was young, I gravitated towards Wolverine because of his healing powers. Okay. But now, it's like, that's what I'm about, just yeah, you know, yeah, getting to that yeah. place of healing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but oh, I, I, I will watch a DC anything if you make it.
1: I like the graphic novels that don't have superheroes. Mm. So we're doing DMZ, which is all about New York City that's been destroyed by a civil war.
3: Oh, that sounds interesting. So
1: And people have been evacuated from New York City. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who said, I'm not going, like anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <Right>? They're like, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't care what you say. I'm I'm staying right here. And it's about them and how they build a society with what's left. Would you go if if there was an evacuation? And- it depends yes. on
4: where we had to go. You just
1: say yes with no go. stop. Or where usually it depends go. on
4: where to go. Yeah, where are we going?
1: Um, uh, Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love. I mean, I live that's Jersey. easy. So I'm, <laughs> good. So I'm good already. Can you I- have to go outside? It's just this, this, the island of Manhattan has been evacuated. That's
3: interesting. I mean, in
1: a, in oh, a, I can
4: stay in Brooklyn though. Yeah, you can stay in you Brooklyn. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I'm good.
5: I just think of Will Smith's movie when he, when everybody had to leave in Manhattan. Yes, I, I don't want to be here by myself, so yeah, I'm out.
3: I'm thinking of the Bible story. I'm thinking of Sodom and Gomorrah when God told Lot and his family evacuate, essentially, <laughs> and, and they had to bounce. Right. Yeah. So it depends who told me. It depends, depends on who, who told download. you. Yeah.
4: Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting yeah. answers. All right. Cool. Guys are like, you go do? to the Caribbean. I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> right. What would Ava do? Well, on the
1: outside of the United and uh, on, on the outside of New York, there's a war going on. So you have to pick sides where you go, right, in this place. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are you going to go on the MAGA side or are you going to go on the Bernie Sanders side? I don't know. <laughs> just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm
3: definitely going and, on the Bernie And side. so yeah. you're
4: on the MAGA side? No, Bernie, no, Bernie side. Okay. I okay. like, But what if MAGA side was nicer?
3: I don't see how that's possible.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, just, I'm just asking questions. I already sure. have a
4: space in my home in case something happens. Really? Yeah, like a purge where I can hide. A perch? Yeah, in case purge, like the purge. purge oh, like the purge. Mm. Yeah, I wow, have a sh** wow. where you won't find me. Do you have like food in there? I water? could if it was necessary. Okay. I, no, I do I too. I, I do
5: too. I got canned foods, I got water, everything. Flashlights, battery, a weapon, all that, just <laughs> uh, just in case. Okay.
3: What if the Trump side has better resources? That's what I'm saying. So would you put on a red hat just to That's go undercover? Those like, are the questions yeah. that the thing asks.
1: You know, if they had more resources, they had more weapons, if you could pass, if you could find a safer space. Like,
3: Ooh. it's interesting. Mm. So that's
1: that's a little bit about what's up.
3: In a way, we're kind of doing that now, right? Because if you're in a certain class, you might be living in an area where you're not necessarily welcome. That's but true. it might be a better area. That's true. You know?
5: All right, we have more with Ava DuVernay. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ava DuVernay. Now, let's talk about your new series on Netflix, Colin in Black and White.
1: It's a limited series on Netflix. It mm-hmm. starts on, in, on Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, I collaborated with him on it for three years. We met at the Time 100 event here in New York, I don't know, maybe four years ago? Mm-hmm. And we did that Hollywood thing. Oh, let's keep in touch. And he actually called and uh, said I'm thinking about doing something with my life I'm like yes mm-hmm. we're going to do the kneel I'm going to have a, a crane it's going <laughs> to drop down on your knee it's going to wrap around the knee we're going to do the I'm going to do the best shots on this kneel I'm going to make an incredible film it's going to lead up it's going to have Trump and she's she, like yeah no I was thinking high school <laughs> I really wasn't sure how to do it and until he started telling me these stories, which were really interesting. They were small little stories about the little things that happened to him while he was this mm-hmm. adopted biracial kid in this white household, of the little things that the, the microaggressions. Mm-hmm. I had never really seen a show about microaggressions, the little things that people say to us that change our mind, our heart, our direction, make us doubt ourselves, or just hurt, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about because we're told oh, that's not that bad. So it's about those, but then also using those to springboard us into larger conversations about race, class, respectability, privilege. So I use, like, I have Jaden Michaels, this brilliant kid who's the actor, Mm -hmm. who plays Colin Young. And then I've got, um, you know, it breaks out into documentary, into graphics, animation, these little plays, these little vignettes. It's all kinds. It's like a collage of styles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because people have gone into it and like, is this a doc? Is this a, what is it going to be? Not quite sure what the... Uh, tone of it is um but it's a lot of tones put into one. It's, it's different
3: what did you uh learn about colin through his younger years like you know we all can tie things back to our childhood a lot of a lot of the ways we act now as adults are because of things that happened to us in our childhood so what did you learn about him now that he is
1: very that stick to itness that's happening right now on mm-hmm. his stance and like this is my stand and i will not move you could see in the early life how through this where where that starts interesting like i am pretty pretty solid in myself if i have an idea but i can be moved Mm -hmm. i mean if you really sat down and had a real conversation with me like i'd be like "Mm, okay you're right or this might be a little more comfortable or this might help someone or this he is like this is my thing and I'm not veering from it in any in any respect. And so it's... it's so you see where
3: that, that whole aspect you comes You see from. where that came right.
1: from because that's a very particular trait.
3: <laughs> I wonder if that comes from being the black adopted child in this white family and knowing that they're just dead wrong about some things sometimes.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It might. I think there's some answers to it in, this, in the series. And I think also, I hope the series has people ask themselves, what are the things that you've learned or that happen to you, the little things? It's part right. of like what therapy is. But e- even if people don't kind of excavate this in therapy, just to think about the little things that people have said to you that have changed the way you behave and act.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: for me, when I was nine years old, this boy said, your elbows are darker than the rest of your body. And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess that's a bad thing, the way that he said it. Mm-hmm. And so you would rarely see me in a picture where I show my elbows. Really? Yeah, yeah. even to this day. And I'm not not—I'm aware. Like I know where that came from, but still I'm like, oh, discover them. Wow. You know, and so when you think about all the little things that have been said to you that have changed the way you think about yourself or the way that you move through the world, that's what I was interested in in this piece.
3: Every single thing is connected to childhood trauma. I think so. All your insecurities that you have now, your lack of worthiness, whatever it is, I promise you it probably stems to something that was said to you in your childhood by somebody. Really? Yes, at least for me.
1: But everybody doesn't have a traumatic childhood. That's true. But I guess the small but traumas, what you, little yeah. microaggressions, the little things. Yeah. That wasn't
3: necessarily trauma for That's you, but true. it made you have an insecurity. I
1: guess it's unkindness or mm-hmm. just like the little mm-hmm. things that hit, you in a, you hit your spirit in a negative way.
4: This is interesting because with Colin Kaepernick, I feel like so many other people are telling his story and trying to dissect what it is that he's doing, how he grew up, why he feels this way. So you get to hear it from his point of view, finally.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, he, he doesn't really do the interview. He doesn't do interviews. He doesn't speak. So this is a way that he was expressing himself. And I, I felt I was very pleased that he chose me.
4: Because it has to be hard to hear people talking all this about you all the time and you not really responding. I was at
1: dinner with him the day that Trump was unleashing these crazy tweets. It, they, it happened maybe two or three hours before the dinner. Mm-hmm. I thinking he's going to cancel the dinner because i putting together a war room, something. Figuring out his tweets back. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be doing, I, or I'd be, I'd be, you know, I would be active. He was at the dinner. I mean, we were just in a hole in the wall eating <laughs> vegan food. He was chilling. I was like, you're not riled up. He's like, not really. But he's like a roll off the back kind. I mean, he's, he he's into it and focused on it, but it's not
5: ruling his life. How was he as a narrator explaining his story to you? Was he open? Like, did you have to pry it out of him? Because he seems like a very quiet... He is. Um, he's
1: interesting. Mm-hmm. He's so unlike anyone I've I've actually met because he... No, but once he starts talking, he'll talk. Mm-hmm. So when we were developing it, yeah, he was very comfortable and he would... We were trying to find stories, so it was just like I was asking him a ton of questions. But no, he, he's, he's, he's
5: talkative. Now you said one of the most interesting people. Why?
1: I think he's fascinating to me because he's a puzzle to me still. And I've known him for, for I guess, four or five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have never met anybody like him. I'd never met anybody who just won't move off of an idea. Really? You know what? That's not true. There was some collaboration where there's a couple times, you know, because we're making this together. Mm-hmm. So sometimes he wins, sometimes I'd win. And I always said, I said, he's the tiebreaker because this is about him. Mm-hmm. So even if I disagree with it, I'm going to do it because this is his story. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said to the Exonerated Five. You know, that's what I said to, uh, you know, members of the King family with Selma. I was like, the bottom line is, if, if someone was doing something on, on your life, you'd mm-hmm. you'd want them to interpret it and do their thing, but at the end, you'd want to be able to say this ain't right. I don't like it.
4: Now, when <laughs> you said you cleared your plate, so does that mean that because I know there's like a, probably a whole backlog of things that are coming your way, is it disappointing when there's things that you really want to do but you just can't because you God, don't have that's time? so interesting.
1: You say that, sis. Yes, there's a thing I want to do, and I've got all these other projects that I love, but I can't do that until I clear those projects. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And so that's why I'm trying to. And not clear in a way of let me get these out of the way, but I want to do right by those projects so right. I can get to this other project. So. Is it
3: a dream project?
1: It's just my next film. Okay, okay. You know, because I'm working a lot on TV, in TV. But, you know, I, I believe in five years, film and TV will be the same thing. What do you mean? I mean, it's already, the. It, it, it. we're going in a place where it's going to be, it's not going to be films in the theater and TV. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to
5: hurt the film industry? Because now yeah, you do have it, to have... It, it is
1: it is and it's I'm not saying it's my preference I'm saying it's happening I and mean, right. there's people in my industry that don't want to face the fact that that's what's happening so they want to fight against it, but they're just wasting time. Kind of like streaming music, you have to figure out how to adapt. And just adapt instead of trying to fight it because it's gonna happen.
3: I hate adapt or die. I can't stand it. And by the way, it's like that in every industry. <laughs> you got this old, no, But I, mean, I don't mean die like literally, but you're gonna die figuratively because you got these old guards who don't yeah. understand new technology. It's unfortunate. It's very sad. The
1: time we spend having conversations about what is a film and how do we say, we could be thinking about ways to, you know, move it forward and progress it forward in a way that is helpful for everyone.
5: But as a filmmaker, don't you want to see it a certain way? Absolutely. Because in a crib, you might not have the clarity of a television. You don't have the sounds, you know. I love In a movie that. theater, things come from all different angles that you're not going to have in the house that I'm sure is, you're a perfectionist when it comes to.
1: It's a, it's the dream for the filmmaker to be in a pristine cinema, but it also is true that that's really steeped in privilege, you know. There's no mm-hmm. movie theater in Compton where I grew up. Like there's certain cinema deserts in our country that don't even have a movie theater, right? If you're really about having your film seen, then you need to focus on where can it be widely seen as opposed to is the sound exactly right? Of course we want that. Mm -hmm. I was at a screening of this this show last night and I'm checking sound and checking picture. But I also just want people to see it. I'm very satisfied if you watch it on your phone in the train station on the way to the thing. Is that my preferred? Hell no. Mm -hmm. But do I want you to see it? I want you to see it more than I care about the way that you see it. That's so interesting. And I think that's the question with a lot of filmmakers.
3: Because you've given us so much great art on so many different platforms. You know, Screaming, you know, yeah. When They See Us, the 13th, you know, Queen Sugar is on Linear. It's just like, you've given us so much now great programming tenor. in different places.
1: Yeah, and you have to be able to watch in different places. I mean, it, it's painful to see someone watching something on the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> do you know how hard we worked? Mm-hmm. You don't even understand. I mean, I'm on a mixed <laughs> stage. We mix the sound. We take weeks to mix the sound so you can hear it in the speaker we take weeks to tweak the color People watching it on Janky TVs, like just <laughs> on their <laughs> laptop. You know, it's it, it's mm-hmm. like, oh God. Let me, why did we even go through this
3: trouble? So have you ever thought to yourself, you you like it, but you would love it if you saw it the way it was supposed to
1: be? I, I tell people all the time, if you could see it in the way it was meant to be seen, you mm-hmm. have a
5: different experience. Well don't move, we got more with Ava DuVernay when we come back, it's The Breakfast Club Good Morning. Morning everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha Guy, we are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ava DuVernay, Yee.
4: How important is your team to you? Because I feel like we with all these projects that you have, you have to have the right team. How did you manage to put that together? Yeah, that's
1: hard to find the right group of people. It just takes time. And then also you it requires discernment that I haven't always had, being able to discern who, what kind of people you want around you. It's not just the resume. It's not just what they've done. It's kind of their spirit and who they are. Um, you know, during COVID, we tripled in size at my company, Array. And um, we hired people to work during that time in certain positions, but I never met them because we weren't meeting people. Mm-hmm. So I was meeting them through the computer. And they were cool on the computer. Um, and these are all great people, still good people to this day, but there's some chemistry that happens with people when you meet them. In person.
3: you got to have the energy.
1: You gotta. It's an energetic thing, right? And so uh, I think teams are about energy. And the you know, one thing I hate about teams, because I work with a lot of actors, in L.A., there's this thing where people blame their team on bad behavior. Like, they've done something. Like, they don't want to do the thing. Mm. And they'd be like, oh, my team said I didn't want to do it. I would have
4: done, I was fine. Mm-hmm. I you know, was you fine.
1: <laughs> excuse. I didn't even know. Just say, I didn't even, my team didn't tell you. Your team didn't tell you? What does your team do? Does your team work for you or not yeah. work for you? They just push you around?
3: The worst yeah. is when the team denies it and then the person texts you later like, yo, I, want, I just want you to know it wasn't me, it was my team. I'm like, huh? Right. <laughs> Aren't this, you the head? Don't you run things? This
1: is such a whack excuse, <laughs> but it runs rampant in our industry. <laughs> and I just want to say right That's now, we up. all know it's you, <laughs> like just stop. <laughs> we know it's you. <laughs> You know what
3: yeah. I would love to talk about because I don't think you get enough credit for this. The database that you created through O'Reilly. Crew. To help people find black people for certain positions yeah. in Hollywood.
1: Black and brown black and, brown and women, women and even older people who get phased out of our industry because they might. I mean, when I say older, it's like 60. You can still mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. in our industry. That's considered old. So, yeah, no, it's a database. It's a super simple idea. But people would always say, oh, we can't find a black person grip or we can't find a black or brown camera operator. I was like, I know a ton of them. I want to put them all in one database because I hire them all the time. But people say they can't find them. So we have thousands of people in this database. Every single studio now is subscribed to it and they use it. People are getting hired off that thing every day. I mean, we need more people in the database. So if you're out there and you do something that's that you've ever had, all you need is one credit to get in. Right. So if you've done something on a set or if you've worked on a set, go to Ray crew and sign up, get a job. Where do
3: you see Colin after this show
1: I mean he has a lot of things planned I don't know what he's doing um he's got his book publishing thing Mm -hmm. he's got documentaries got the deal with ESPN I mean I think that I I hope that he moves more and more into that space that storytelling space Mm -hmm. um because I mean whether it's producing or whether it's I was when I was directing him because he actually is a um he's a narrator of this so he's on camera he was actually really good at taking direction and said that he might be interested in doing some more and I was like like acting he said yeah (laughs) I could see him like a black John Wick type. Okay. Like a strong, silent, I come with the gun and I do the thing. But it's for justice, of
6: course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's for justice.
1: But, you know, or doing some kind of action thing along those lines. I don't know. But the world is his oyster. It's up to him. He's it still just, working out. He's still trying to he still be wants prepared. To out league, yeah. That's not my wish for him. I don't want him to go back into an unhealthy racist environment. Same. people. I don't want that for him. But you have to support your friends. And that's what he wants to, you know, he, he still has that in his heart.
4: What, what about knows. like this? He, he loved
1: little... it. He loved that sport. Knows, I mean, yeah. think, imagine the He's thing he loved since
5: like probably five years. Yeah, fight, that's his life. Fight, all he
1: knows, fighting for it. When you see this series, you see how much he fought. He was a three-sport athlete: football, baseball, and basketball. His best sport was baseball. He was being recruited into the major leagues out of high school. Mm. No one said play football. He, but he had, had
5: a love for football.
1: He had a love for football. He yeah. had no prospects. In the last two episodes of this thing, you see, I didn't even know this about him: how hard he worked to just get that football scholarship. It was the only one he got. One football offer. That's how he... And
5: that's the reason why he wants to play so much because he's been doing it since five years. He's been doing it and he had to fight for it. So imagine
1: the one thing you love, whatever it is you love, and they said, you can't do it anymore.
5: I was going to ask as a director, right? We've seen what happened with Alec Baldwin. Is there checks and balances to make sure things like that don't happen in movies, whether it's accidents, shootings, or anything with stuntmen, is there checks and balances?
1: Absolutely, that's why that was so startling. I mean, it's hard to even talk about I haven't talked about it publicly, but for people who are on sets, and I'm on set, um, you know, maybe 70% of my year is on a set, and you're around that crew, and everybody's working, every day you get to know the crew and love the crew, and you're all working towards a goal, everyone is having each other's back and protecting each other. The last time we had a, a real gun on a set was Selma. That was a set I didn't control because at that time I had no power to produce. I wasn't Mm -hmm. a producer on it. Um, And it was safe. Three armorers and everything was done according to code. But the reason why I don't have guns on my set is because during Selma, the proper protocol was done. The director has to check the gun. right? Mm. And so the armorer has it. First AD has it. First assistant director. Everybody looks at it and they bring it over to me to look at. And I remember looking at it and I was like, I don't even know what I'm looking That's at. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm.
3: What if you don't know about guns? I
1: right. said, I don't. And, I, and in that moment, I said, I don't know what I'm looking at. I can't keep this crew safe. I don't know what I'm looking at. I had to depend on other people to tell me if it's safe. And I don't depend on stuff like that. Right. I, I said, never again. Either I'm going to learn about guns, which I'm not, mm-hmm. or we're not going to have guns. So now, anything that I've done, when they see anything that I've done, There are guns that they're fake guns that look like real. It does not have a real chamber or any mechanism in it. You can have a gun that actually looks like a gun on the outside and has no mechanism on the inside. Not even for a blank. There's no reason to do it. So that's why that is so maddening and heartbreaking. I could cry right now. Mm -hmm. That this woman literally shot in the stomach in a rehearsal. Mm. In a rehearsal for people who fail to do the job that keeps each other safe and mm-hmm. I really I'm not even you know uh, sugarcoating the fact people were wrong unprofessional that should have never happen multiple people on that set I mean that was just flagrant mm-hmm. ignorant behavior so, it's 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 astounding it angers you and I, I think it's going to change our industry because the crews are now going to be like we don't want it right Right? right? and directors going to say we don't want
3: it right
1: and um it has to be that way. It has to change.
3: You got me wondering, based off what you said, did, did she have to check the gun that ultimately killed her?
1: She knows. She's a director of photography. Oh, the director. Oh, okay, got you got you got, director, you, got you, got you, got you, got you. The me, the me of okay, the set. Okay, got you, got you. Should check the, check the gun. Got you. Wow. And, um, but that director was shot. So I don't know what was happening. All I know is unfathomable. I mean, it's just, it's just heartbreak. But yes, I'm just saying people should know. There hasn't been a shooting death on a set since Brandon Lee. That's two decades ago. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much film and TV is made around the world? That's how safe we are. Like, one of the safest places to be in the world is a film set. Whether it's for COVID, whether it's for anything going on. Because a film set, let me just say this, is like a small town.
7: Mm -hmm.
1: A film set, there's a mayor. That would be me. There's a hospital. That would be the medic. There's a gardener. That would be the greensman. There's a restaurant. That's Mm -hmm. crafty. Like, there is... There is someone that does. There's, there's a mechanic. Right. There's right. a. It, literally, you carry the little community with you wherever you shoot, mm-hmm. and everyone's looking out for each other, and it is very safe. So when people hear that that happened, that is not us. That's not our industry. That's not what we. That's not the way we move.
5: Well, thank you for joining yeah. us today. We really Queen appreciate Ava it. DuVernay.
1: That's I'm really right. Always forward. a pleasure. Thank you for coming in. I Colin appreciate it. Black and white. Yay, Colin Black and white. All right. Well, it's
5: Ava DuVernay. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen
1: up.
0: All the gossip, gossip. the rumor report, Angela Angela
4: Yee. It's the rumor report.
0: The Breakfast Club.
4: All right, so I'm gonna update you guys on Love and Hip Hop Miami because I'm sure neither one of y'all been watching it, right?
3: Not at all. All right.
4: Well, Ace Hood's wife, Shayla Marie, is defending her decision to keep her retreat. She has an unruly uh, retreat. She's keeping it for black women only. Now she sat down at Neri, who is Nori's wife. Uh, Noriega uh, with Nary at her juice bar and they had a whole discussion about it Princess Love was there as well and here's how it sounded
7: when I asked you about the retreat, you were like, oh, I don't want you to get offended, but it's only for, you know, black women. I guess just the way you said it, it kind of like threw me off guard. Thank you for bringing it to me in the way that you did, that that you even felt some type of way. Because you and I did just meet, and I also have empathy for the way that you feel. So I was just protecting my brand, and I could see where it kind of came off wrong to you. If you are pro-black, sometimes people assume that it means you're anti-something else. Yeah. And it's not true. I love women, period.
4: All right, so a lot of people were talking about this on social media. Now, Sheila Marie, of course, this is her event, so she's able to have it however she wants. It's a retreat for black women who have shared experiences. And you know, Neri was right was all right to feel how she felt too. She felt a little uncomfortable with not being invited and whatever. So that but that ended up having this big debate on social media about it.
3: Yeah, you shouldn't I don't know if you should be offended about uh, not being invited to you know something That's not for you. If it's a black women-only retreat, then it's a black women-only retreat. What's the problem with that?
4: Then I saw people on social media saying, well, Princess Love was invited and she's half black and Filipino. But she's black. Like, she's half black and half Filipino. And people were saying, well, why did you invite Princess Love? It just got really crazy. But I I do like that Uh, they handled handled it in a very respectful manner, how they addressed and spoke to each other. And they each had their point of view and it feels like they're going to move forward. But it was okay. an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, French Montana has responded to somebody on Twitter. And they were using Squid Game to set up a joke about French Montana. It says, for the next game, you need to name five French Montana songs without features. And French Montana actually responded and named some. Can y'all do that?
3: Yes. What, name five I mean, some, I'm, I'm from New
5: York, so of course I can. But, yeah, I mean, French has put up
1: records. He's what are to they? What's a five
5: by itself? Uh, you got uh, Everything's A Go. You got, uh... Ain't, ain't worried about, about nothing. nothing. And then, uh, I know a bunch because I'm,
3: I'm, a you know, I listen to French I can't music. tell you name two.
5: I can name a bunch of others. I I'm waiting it. for five. You B- said you said you could. Come on, guys. Don't now panic. Now you're looking at your laptop. Bust don't panic. When I want. Now y'all both don't looking panic. at your laptop. <laughs> um, and I'm
3: not even trying to insult French, but I no. don't even, I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even know why this matters.
5: Yeah, but he got a, he got a bunch of songs by himself, but his his major hits have artists on him. Pop That has artists on them. No, Pop stylists, That, I love Pop That. Has that something on it. Unforgettable has Sway Lee on it. His Great biggest record. records have uh, features on it, but he makes records without
4: them. All right, now, French Montana then responded, they got amnesia like I didn't give them Chinks, Drugs, Lil Durk, and Harry Fraud. They got amnesia like me and Max B didn't give them the biggest wave, literally. And here is uh, some French Montana right now. I really don't care.
6: I don't really care. Top
4: Top three snipes. I took time off that it got amnesia. <laughs> all right, that was exclusive French, French yeah. Montana. Here,
3: here's the thing though. Shout out Fr- to French. French yeah. always makes good music. Who cares if his features on it or not? Mm-hmm. Like, why is that an issue? That's
4: what I, I don't I say. mind songs with features. Like, I, I don't
3: record, see the problem.
5: I think that record comes out tomorrow. So I seen French yesterday putting all the stuff on Twitter. So I called him. I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? You must have been but You must have been at you're about to drop what? a missile. I said, you're about to drop a missile? <laughs> and he says, yeah.
3: You yeah. would call a, a, a top three sniper and tell him he about to drop a missile? I did. And not even pause yourself? No, nah, I ain't got to
5: pause myself. Jesus Christ. Christ. I don't pause myself with you every But morning. also,
3: what does the lady's French snipe got to do with his music? Like, top three snipe, sure, but folks are talking about music right now. He just, I, he just put out a single. I don't think he's addressing people. He's putting he's out a single. He's saying he don't really care. Oh, I thought he was saying as an example of why people no, have gotten this, amnesia. Now, this this right, you have this hear. song. is there? That's what it sound like to me. I'm going to play it today. Hmm?
4: Oh, okay. Is there features on it?
3: On this
5: record? No. Okay.
3: I just know if you make good music, who cares if there's features no, on it? No, he's like, not a... I'm sitting records. there trying to think of records that don't have features, like from all types of artists. That's on air now, you mean? Yeah. How like,
4: does that feature? We like
5: collabs. Lil Baby is, is probably the only one that doesn't really have too many features. J.
4: Cole. Mm-hmm.
5: Lil Baby, or whether it's on me or my dog or... Okay.
4: NBA Youngboy he does a lot of songs with no features
1: oh okay
4: Um, now since we talked about Squid Game the creator of Squid Game says that he is not rich at all he said it's not like Netflix is paying me a bonus he just had to stick to whatever the contract was so he said that's how he got paid according to the original contract he also said working on that show was so stressful that he lost six teeth he said it was physically, mentally, and emotionally how he lose six teeth? draining. Did you just lose yours? No. I'm, oh,
5: <laughs> I'm eating this ice like I'm pregnant. That's the bad thing. I'm, I don't know, but how did he
4: lose six teeth? He said I kept having new ideas and revising the episodes as we were filming, so the amount of work multiplied. He was just stressed out. He said it was just I ain't physically. Never been that stressed
5: out. <laughs> never been that stressed out. <laughs> That's yeah, all draining. losing Teeth. Losing now, as far as the
4: second season of Squid Game, could he negotiate more money? He said, "Of course, there's talk. That's inevitable because it's such a success. I'm considering it." He said, "I have a very high-level, high-level picture in my mind, but I'm not going to work on it straight away. There's a film I really want to make. I'm thinking about which to do first and he's going to talk to Netflix about that. He should that.
3: do Squid Game I want to think can do a sequel to Squid Game. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, I'm sure that's the plan. Right? Is,
3: but not with the same character. Though. Like, I, don't want to see, no, I don't want to spoil not it. Not but... with the winner? No. Why? This guy got all his money, so what you going to do now? He already <laughs> doubled back. He could be but the new... But that's my point. He could be the new... The new what? Old man? Yeah. But why would he want to be? He why
5: would he get off the plane and come
4: back?
3: That's my point. He feel like he's about to go do some vigilante superhero Beware. type of stuff and Spoilers. don't nobody want to see that.
4: All right. I don't want to see like you he, go back there and try report. to take them
3: people over. So Maybe he'd be the new cop. He's the one that's going to
5: try to infiltrate
3: the system. Uh, he better mind his business. But that's why I said Squid Game would work if it was always new characters. Correct. Like imagine if they did Squid Game other places. Like now those People who produce the oh, there, Korea, now they come now, to America to right. do it. You know what I mean? Go to the hood. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, like You could switch it up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right, that'll work. All right, well, who are you giving your donkey to? Oh, man, we need uh, assistant director of the movie Russ David Halls to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. Did you hear these new developments
0: yesterday? Let's talk about it. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
5: Everybody's talking about TikTok right now, even sports fans. Now, Charlemagne, you seen this? Why are you talking to me about football and trying to show me TikTok, sir? Because your team is on there. Their fans are on there. The players are on there. This is where the real talk is happening. There's like literally everything you could think of right now on TikTok. You just got to see it.
0: It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne.
1: I'm a
6: Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. <laughs> Hee-haw. Okay. Okay. Donkey of the Day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Club, now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one.
3: Well, Donkey of the Day for Thursday, October 28th, goes to the assistant director of the movie, Russ David Halls. Now, if you haven't heard, because uh, you're busy, it's understandable, but there was a tragic senseless murder on the set of the movie, Russ, when actor Alec Baldwin accidentally shot dead cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Okay, rest in peace to her, sending her family healing energy and wounded the director, On the set of the Western film, Russ. Now, accidents happen. Tragic accidents happen. And this was a tragic accident. But when you find out these situations probably could have been prevented, but someone, namely David Halls, was irresponsible. See, you heard Queen Ava DuVernay on The Breakfast Club last hour, and she spoke on the safety precautions and protocol that go along with checking a gun on set. Let's listen.
1: But the reason why I don't have guns on my set is because during Selma, the proper protocol was done. The director has to check the gun. And so the armorer has it, first AD has it, first assistant director. Everybody looks at it, and they bring it over to me to look at. And I remember looking at it, and I was like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. That's now. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What if you don't know nothing about guns? I right. said, I don't. And, I, and in that moment, I said, I don't know what I'm looking at. I can't keep this crew safe. I don't know what I'm looking at. I had to depend on other people to tell me if it's safe.
3: Proper protocol is director has to check the gun. She said the AD has to check it. AD would be David Hall. In this case, uh, also the director would have to check it. I don't know if the director checked it. Because in this case, the director got shot. But we do know, okay, that in this case, the checking of the gun did go to David Hall. Well, David Hall dropped the ball. It's clear not all safety protocols were followed on set. And David admitted to it. Let's go to CNBC with Shepard Smith for the report, please. Assistant director who handed Alec Baldwin that loaded gun on the movie set admitted to investigators that he didn't check the revolver carefully enough. Investigators say when they asked the armorer about live ammo on the set, she responded no live ammo is ever kept on set. But today, the Santa Fe County Sheriff said it appears it was a real bullet in Baldwin's revolver that killed the film's cinematographer. It struck her in the chest, according to investigators, before hitting the director who was standing behind her. The district attorney says she will prosecute if there's evidence of a crime, but she says right now it's too early to determine whether anyone will face charges.
4: New court
7: documents revealed an interview with assistant director David Halls and armorer Hannah Gutierrez, who told investigators that on that day, she checked the dummies, referring to the ammunition, and ensured they were not hot rounds. She described locking up the firearms in a safe during a break, but during lunch she stated the ammo was left on a cart on the set not secured. Halls told investigators when Hannah showed him the firearm before continuing rehearsal, he could only remember seeing three rounds. He advised he should have checked all of them, but didn't and couldn't recall if she spun the drum.
3: I mean, you know, one time's an accident, but this happened before. Guess what? David Hall was fired in 2019 when he, when he was an assistant director on the movie Freedom's Path, a gun unexpectedly discharged, injuring a sound crew member. The production company Rocket Soul Studios told CNN that. Now, remember when they said she doesn't want guns on her set because he doesn't even know what she's looking at? Clearly, David Hall doesn't know what he's looking at either. Thank God the crew member wasn't killed, and at the time, David Hall was very remorseful for the events and understood the reasons he was fired. Well, clearly, he didn't learn from that mistake two years ago. The best apology is always change behavior. But two years later, David, what did you change? Okay, what did you adjust? If two years ago, your negligence... Caused someone to get shot and two years later your negligence caused someone to get shot and killed and clearly you are not learning from the lessons life is teaching you okay i want to know why is there live ammunition period on these sets like why why is there live ammunition on set at all for what somebody please call me to the the reasons why you know i don't know but david hall you got blood on your hands in a real real way all right the fact you said you were showed the gun before rehearsal You could only remember seeing three rounds and you admitted you should have checked all of them, but didn't. And you couldn't recall if you spun the drum. This is a prime example of when someone's irresponsibility becomes your responsibility because someone is dead. Another is shot. And this isn't the first time. This isn't the first time David has been this irresponsible and caused something like this to happen. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to prosecute. I'm just here to remind you all of this quote by George Matthew Adams. Negligence is at the bottom of all decay. And decay always starts by showing little signs or warnings. There is nothing quite so easy as to neglect and nothing quite so difficult as to repair that negligence. Negligence always carries a high price. It costs nothing to avoid it. Please let Remy Ma give David Hall the biggest hee-haw.
7: Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid mother Are you dumb.
3: Mm-mm-mm.
5: All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day.
3: Sad, sad, sad uh, case of events. Very sad. All right.
5: Uh, up next is Ask Ye 800 585 1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What,
0: what, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye 800 585 1051. The Breakfast Club. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the real.
5: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is
6: Michelle from
5: Virginia. Michelle, what's your question for you?
6: So, Yee, yeah, I work for my parents and um, my stepdad and my mother. We have group home business. And um, my stepdad is a lot of a penis. He's making it very difficult, doesn't respect my professionalism. We've gotten to cussing each other out to the point where I don't want to work for the business anymore. Right. And um, I'm loyal to my mother, um, but it's just a little too stressful. Mm -hmm. And I've been working for them for about a year full time now. And um, it's resulting in me not spending time with my family, not going to my parents' house, just because I don't want the interactions. He's just gone too far, and
4: I'm just not sure what to do. Uh, Girl, to keep your own peace, sometimes you got to step away from that family business and handle your own business, okay? You cannot be putting yourself in a situation where I understand your loyalty to your mom. I'm sure it's stressful for her, too, to have the two of y'all going at it and beefing. So you got to do what's best for you. Don't put yourself in a predicament that you don't have to be in and... You know, do something that makes you happier because arguing with family and doing all of that with your stepfather and him not being respectful towards you, if this was a job that wasn't somebody who you were related to, would you stay?
6: No, I would have left a long time ago. But you know, they're getting older and I know within the next 10 years, um, somebody has to step in and I'm an only child. And, And so I didn't want to leave that responsibility to God knows who. But it just really is a lot. And I'm kind of over it.
4: Right. I mean, if you're over it, honestly, you can't do something. You got to protect your own peace. And so don't do it. And your mom should understand that. And if she needs your help with anything, let her know. I'll always be there to support you if you need me. But I just can't work there anymore. Okay. Okay.
6: That makes sense. Thank you so very much.
4: You're welcome. You could always be a consultant come in from time to time. But you ain't got to be there full time. That's true. If he's not paying me, though, I can't consult. No, no. So you have to get paid for that. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. No problem.
5: All right. Ask E, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit E now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: Real, with, you, with, you, with some real advice with Angela Yee, it's Ask Yee.
5: Morning everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club, we're in the middle of Ask Yee, hello, who's this? Good
4: morning, this is Marie. Hey Marie, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Okay, what's your question? So um, my question is, how, I
7: want to know how do I have a conversation with my mother, so I was molested growing up from the age of seven to the age of 17. Wow. And it was by my mother's boyfriend, and she did end up marrying him. Even her after knowing the situation, like everything she knew about, even been to court before, charges been dropped, because I was asked to lie, and it's just a lot that went on. And me, myself, when I turned 19, I decided to give myself therapy. I was never helped when I was young. Thank goodness. But I decided to do it on my own because I had a point where I just didn't speak to him at all. And she would just try to keep him separate as best as possible. But when after therapy, I went for like four or five years. I just decided, not decided to speak to him, but it was like he had control over me and I didn't want him to have that power. So I did decide, just so I can say hi and bye, but now my mom just thinks it's okay to call me to talk to me about his day or to tell me things about him. And I just don't know how to have, like, that conversation and let her know, like, just because she sees that I grew from the situation, it's not that I care about him or anything. And it's just trickling over into things in my personal life
4: right? where I being that she married this man and he disrespected me, he disrespected her. Well, he he committed a crime. He didn't just disrespect you. He also committed a crime that has forever changed you.
7: Yes, and I don't think she clearly understands that all the way when it comes to me and her relationship, we're okay, we can talk, I love my mom and but it's just hard for me to let her know, like, I don't want to be having conversations about this man. And now I do notice that the, per- the my own relationships, I allow people, I allow men to disrespect me in another way because I've seen it growing up.
4: Right. If that makes
7: any sense.
4: Well, I encourage you to continue going to therapy. The problem that your mom has is not with you. It's with herself. So she's got to. I, I mean, I would hope that she would seek some help as well because the fact that she would choose to continue a relationship with this person who has committed horrific acts towards you says a lot about her and, you know, the and her own responsibility in this. And, and I, the, mm-hmm. I try to see that part because, you know, some
7: situation has happened to her when she was young. So I think because she didn't, get, she explains it, but like, I didn't get
4: help and I'm okay and... And I'm like, you're not okay because obviously you just allowed this to happen. It's a cycle that she's going through. And if there's a way that you guys can go together, that you can get her some help as well. But I think first and foremost, you got to take care of you. You're the priority for yourself. Yes. And you owe it to yourself. And I love the fact that you survived this, that you sought therapy, that you're working through it and dealing with it. But in no way should you feel obligated to have to speak to this person to have to have any type of relationship with this person. And your mom definitely needs to, uh, you know, seek some help as well. But it's the issue is not you, it's her.
7: Okay, because sometimes, you know, everybody, when you have people in your ear, especially my family members, like, especially some siblings, like, just get over it. You use that as a no. excuse for everything, but they don't understand that more than me into the person that I am today, like, I don't allow men to do things for me because, I so like she stood in it for sometimes money reasons or just different reasons, but that molded
4: me into the person I am today. So I just sometimes go back and forth, like, should I just let this go? Am I dragging it too long? There's no such thing as dragging it too long. Somebody did something to you, you were, uh, you know, and you're still dealing with the after effects of that. And who knows when you won't deal with it, because I can't say that's something that will ever go away but it is something that you that you can be strong about that you can work through that you can deal with that you can continue to seek help for and there's nothing wrong with that it is it is shows it does show a lot of strength that you're able to confront this okay
7: great so you think it's good should i like try to have a conversation with her of maybe us
4: both going to therapy I i think that would definitely benefit both of you okay i'll try to make have that conversation Right. And I know it's not an easy one to have, and a, and some people are very reluctant to do that. So, you know, it could be in your approach and let her know if, as a support to you. And because you love her, that's what you think would be beneficial for both of you. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome.
5: Ask E-800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can always hit e Now, we got rumors on the way?
4: Yes, and find out what Bia had to say about Nicki Minaj and it relates to Jay Z in her Billboard magazine article.
5: All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is the
0: Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Club. So listen up. No,
1: no,
4: no. Well, Bia did an interview with Billboard and in that interview, she talks about Nicki Minaj. You know, they got that whole lot of money remix together. And she said, I always say to people, when you speak of Nicki, you gotta speak on her like how you speak on Jay-Z and the grace that laid out the foundation for the people that's after them. She broke amazing records and she's made it easier for people like me to come through and do what we do. I'm always going to give her that credit and that respect because she helped me hit another milestone in my career.
3: Yeah, nobody can deny that. Nobody can deny that, you know, when it comes to female rap over the past, past decade, you know Nicki Minaj absolutely breathed new life into that genre. It's absolutely. not even it's not even it's not even debatable.
4: All right, now Freeway has shared a letter from President Joe Biden and that is after his daughter passed away, his 21-year-old daughter Harmony lost her battle with cancer. That was heartbreaking. Mm. And so he posted the letter. He said, "Thank you Mr. President at Joe Biden." And Joe Biden just said, I was heartbroken to hear about the loss of your daughter, Harmony, as we both know. And as I told you, when I saw you in Philadelphia last year, there are no words that can, uh, ease the pain of losing a child a part of your soul jill and i are standing with you and your family during this difficult time yeah
3: definitely sending a free all the healing energy in the universe man definitely mercy for you.
4: yes much love to you and your family freeway
3: and the fact that he lost his son last year too it's just like mm. I, i'm i'm sure he's always gonna be grieving that it hasn't been a year i do oh goodness
4: all right now people are all talking about this. a lot of freestyle she was on la leakers And she went crazy over this, so listen to this.
7: Look, everything big except my body count. Still spending rap game money, f- bitches talking about. Told y'all I'm the biggest, statistics and lyrics match my mouth. Mona Scott can't pay one bill in my four-story house. This that's used plain Jane, this is used untouched. Y'all bitches passed around, bust down, ain't worth too much. This a skeleton AP, but me, I'm thick as so. fuck. How the hell I'm pescatine in a lounge chalk truck? But okay. that's besides the fact, how you big but not the rest? How you big can't name a track? How you big can't hang a plaque? Bitches talking chains,
4: they see yo but go off Got it at the mud. So hell yeah, I'ma show
7: up. Yeah,
5: Lotto get busy.
4: All right, big lotto. She definitely sounded like she was taking some shots.
3: You know what else too? Uh beach selection is very important when you do freestyles. And that ain't I is a top-tier, top-tier beach selection. Of course. Yeah, no, she's she gets she's, she's spitting on there
4: All right, Roddy Rich, LMA, Sway Lee, Chris Paul, uh, Macy Gray, and others. They're gonna be starring in an upcoming animated feature. It's called Sneaks. Is being produced by Lawrence Fishburne. He'll also be voice acting uh, in that, and Mustard is going to be the executive music producer. So this sounds like it'll already be fun to watch. But it's paying homage to the diverse and flourishing sneaker culture that continues to grow across the world.
5: That's dope.
4: Yeah. So I know you're there for it, right? You used yep. to be. I feel like you're not as into sneakers as you used to be.
5: I still got a lot of them. You know, my, my son be we wear the same sneaker size, so oh, my son be wearing he my He came sneakers. up. Yeah, he he came up.
4: All right, now, Big Frida, some people are upset about what she had to say. TMZ caught up with her, and she doesn't believe that Boosie is homophobic. She just feels like he don't like little Nas X. Here's what she said.
6: Us as the, the gay community, we have
2: to just keep pushing. We can't let everything and everybody bother us with their words.
3: We have been fighting forever, and we got to continue to be tough. I don't think Boosie is homophobic. I think he just has a problem with Lil Nas. Boosie new movie, My Struggle, has lots of gay folks in there. He has a whole gay scene in, in jail
2: where he has a lot of the gay guys from Louisiana representing.
3: When we say people are upset, who are we talking about?
4: On uh, social media.
3: Oh, uh, okay. Well, they're always angry.
4: Mm-hmm. So as I
3: said the other day on Donkey of the Day, if everything outrages you, then what's really outrageous?
4: Yeah, so... <laughs> like,
3: seriously. If everything causes outrage, then what's really outrageous anymore? Mm-hmm. I think it's
4: also Big for you to have a personal uh, experience, so she feels the way that she feels because of that. Right. But from the outside looking in, people may not agree with that. So. I would rather
3: listen to the person with the personal experience.
4: Yeah, but I mean, I, I could see why somebody using... Um, homophobic slurs would make you feel that person is homophobic. Oh,
3: 100%. But guess what? I, I still would rather listen to the person with the personal experience. I just would. Because guess what? You got a personal experience with Dave Chappelle. Do you think he's transphobic?
4: Do I think? No, because exactly. I know what he is. That's my point. Say. But uh, but he also hasn't used like slurs. I mean, I, look, I can understand why somebody would feel that he is, though. 100%. So, but you I, know, te- I, was, I can respect, you know, if somebody has their opinion, that's yes, their opinion. But I would much and rather- I wouldn't say it's unwarranted.
3: Yes, but I still would rather listen to the person with the personal experience. Because we be, we be judging people that we have no clue about. We don't know these people, never had a conversation with them, nothing. And we're, we might judge them off one moment or one thing we heard them say. But if somebody that actually knows the person, kicks it with the person, tells me otherwise, I'm going to take that person's uh, word for it before I take the word of the damn social media. My personal opinion.
4: Right. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy,
5: Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Ava DuVernay for joining us this morning.
4: Yes, I can't wait to watch the uh, Colin Kaepernick series that they did in black and white.
5: Absolutely. And also, don't forget, uh, one day left to my car show. My car is this Saturday, so uh, you still have really two days, today and tomorrow. But make sure you get your tickets. If you want to put your car in the show, it's going to be an amazing event. we got so many surprises Celebrity cars, amusement rides, carnival games, candy for the kids for Halloween. So kids, wear your costume. And I can't wait to see you guys this Saturday in Detroit at the TCF Center. All right. Now, um, when we come back, we got the positive note and more. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. If I ever ever made you Girl, just know that it get
2: better with time. time. They, say time they say time heals. She can't see her life without
5: me. She's so blasted. So then you can tell him that you're my still. And she
2: don't wanna go to sleep. She angry. Lately she been noticing he ain't me
5: morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note?
3: I do, man. And the positive note is simple. Uh, if you are not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. Remember that. Breakfast Club, bitches!
2: You all finished or you all done?